Yo, just relax. Take it easy. No matter what going on, I'm still getting mine. Still. Take it post. Ha, 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 ha. No one is back. What you waiting for? Got a style on Matt. Matt, don't like it. Oh, my God. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Take it personal. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, this is DJ Premier. Take it personal radio. Y'all always doing the damn thing. And y'all need to listen up. All right, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you motherfuckers are tuned in. Because right now, if you don't know what the fuck is about to go on, bitch. Take it personal with my boy full of flavor, Kev Law, A. Aaron, Roger the announcer, and DJ 360 with his thinking ass. Yo, what's up? It's Eric Selman, the Green Knight Bandit, representing the EPMD. Here on Take It Personal Radio. This the truth. Yeah, yeah, y'all. Checking out the Take It Personal Radio show. Yeah, it's your boy Farrell March. You already know what it is. Right now, you're checking out the Take It Personal show. Nothing but the real hip hop. The revolution is here. No doubt, no doubt. Y'all care anymore about this hip hop man? Yo, this is KRS One. Check it out. This is Marco Polo. Yo, check this out. It's the Soul Brother Number One, Pete Rock. Yup, y'all, y'all know the name. Right now, you're tuned in to Take It Personal. Basically, they know what the fuck they're doing, and you don't. So pay attention. You might learn something. Here's our exclusive interview with Razcas, only here on Take It Personal Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. Razzy Kazzy. What's up, Razcas? Oh, man, I'm happy to be here, man. Peace. How's everybody? Chilling. Good, man. Thanks good, for good. stopping by. I know I know we're pressed for time, so I, I want to get right into it. This show that we've been doing, it's all about collabos. And, and I was telling you earlier, if there's one person that, that stands out as such a, a, a crazy catalog of collabos, it's definitely you. Um, whether it's with your stuff with Golden State, Three Car Molly, Plastic Surgery, to the Horseman Project, to... You know, even the stuff that you don't help to Skelter and Razcat, I mean, and, and Cannabis, excuse me. It's an endless list, endless list. I mean, Riot, we can go on and on and on. And uh, <laughs> I think one of those that stood out to me is probably one of the greatest is Come With It. So I want to start there because while not everybody was familiar with Patchwork, Peace to D, not everybody had like, you know, Won't Catch Me Running, Remain Anonymous. A lot of people heard you first off the Street Fighter soundtrack, which is all prior right. records. With that said, take us to that recording, that whole, I mean, did you know who you were going to be rhyming with at that point? Did you know Saphir and what was going to happen with you guys later on with Golden State Warrior? And did you know what kind of response you're going to get with that possibly one of the greatest verses of, of, of you know, of all time on, on a soundtrack? Thanks, man. Uh, first of all, I'm, I'm grateful for, you know, uh, appreciate, you know, just a good word, but, uh, Nah, man, we was like young and hungry. To be honest, Ahmad, Ahmad already had a gold record, so Ahmad was almost considered like, you know, like pop. But he's a hip hop head, so he was always he was at the wake up show airing people out. And so that was the funny thing. A lot of other West Coast commercial artists they wouldn't even show up to like, you know, basically that was Gladiator School, so they were too afraid to get destroyed. Ahmad was in there holding his own. So, you know, cheers and kudos to him. He, he made people respect it. Like, he, he, he had a hit record and was still born cats out. Back in the day, when I was just a little gigolo, I looked up to my bigger bro, begged if I could kick it. So when he went out with girls, I could go tagging along, nagging. 
And if she had a sis, maybe could mack a babyhood rat. Y'all remember way back then, when it was 1985, all the way live, I think I was about 10. One of those happy little fools singing the blues that be always trying to bag with the shag and karate shit. Saying, yo mama black, his mama this, his mama that. Then he get mad and want his crap. We stay mad about 10 minutes, then it's like back on the bike. To play hide and go get it with the younger souls by the bungalows. I had a rapport with Ahmad just off of that. Um, and I had, I'd seen Sapir at, he'd opened up for, uh, um, he opened up for Nas, uh, and, uh, just had an amazing show. And I, this is before I even, you know, I'm, I had a cassette tape with like my first demo. Um, and so, uh, I went up to Sapir, gave him my demo tape. Uh, no, it wasn't with Nas. He, his show was with Paris One. Because I remember I gave both of them a cassette. My demo, I had like three songs on a cassette. And, uh, you know, I was just like, man, you really dope. Um, and I'm sure he threw it in the trash. And I'm sure Paris <laughs> One threw it in the trash. <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, uh, you know, there's a million people with their tape. So, it, um, fast forward whatever months, man. It wasn't even like years later. Uh, it was just months later. And, you know, we were gaining, gaining some traction. Uh, Sway and Tech just, you know, really always supported me and treated me like big brothers and tried to cultivate my journey. And uh, they gave me that opportunity and, uh, and, and got us in the studio. And uh, I, I, I was there for, the, um, I feel like I was there for some of, some of the mods. And then I laid mine. And then Sapir laid his, but I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there for his. And then, you know, I heard the record and, uh, I was like, wow, this came out, you know, kind of dope. And, uh, then they were like, you know, you're shooting a video. And then it was funny, you know, seeing Sapir's like, you? And I was like, yeah, bro, you know, whatever. And it was awesome. You know, they, like, you know, the rest is, uh, is what they call history, man. You know, it, it it was amazing. I mean, to me, that was probably what started the whole wave, if you will. But Ahmad took so many people by surprise because, like, he had huge success, like you said back in the day. But he was lyrically killing cats on that record. I mean, all you guys yeah. did your thing, but I think that like was like, whoa! I was taken aback by by that. No, he was a commercial cat who definitely knew what he was doing. A lot of dudes did not expect to hear that from Ahmad. No, not he from Ahmad. Straight, straight up. He, but he was dope. I'm the first batter of them all. Makes it rock to the side, gave it all I had Just to have what I got, niggas trying to be bad And they mad cause they not Gonna defeat the rapper who got three ways to sack em. Quarterback and slaughter whack em C's with ease These nuts what you get and a busted lips What you have when you come at me with busted shit So when you, obviously you and Saphir You got, you worked together on that record At what mm-hmm. point did you guys say, you know what We have good chemistry Let's try to do some more stuff together we developed a rapport through that situation. Um, and me and Exhibit had our own different rapport. And uh, there's actually, uh, somebody put it up online. I have like a clip of it. Um, we had a show in like up up north somewhere, maybe maybe Oakland, maybe San Francisco. And it was a great show and it's packed. And uh, you can see, you can see me and Exhibit and Sapir rocking on stage. And that was the first, Sapir popped up on us because basically I was, 
we didn't call it hype man. We both me and Exhibit both have record deals, and so if I had a show, he had a show. He was, you know, my my single was anything goes. His single was paparazzi. So if he had a show, I had a show. If I had a show, he had a show. So he was gonna be my second mic and and do his single and vice versa. So I, we had the show. I had it. I believe it was probably my. It may have been my show and um and uh what you call him and uh in Frisco. Sapir popped up on us and jumped on the stage and it just. It just was natural, and I remember us being backstage afterwards, just kind of drinking, smoking, you know, just kind of, you know, relaxing, like Miller time. Like, yo, it was a good show, and there's a lot of people back there, and I, that's, I, I just recall somebody saying, like, man, we should do this. Like, this is good. <laughs> and, and, and everybody disagreed. So whether that was Exhibit or Saphir, um, somebody just was like, we should we should connect and have our click and, and everybody, you know, the other, the other members just said, yeah, man, I like rolling with y'all. This is dope. Well, not to do a quick segue, but I saw that you just came off tour of exhibit. So it's kind of cool. After all these years, you guys are still rocking together doing, doing shows. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a great uh, experience. Uh, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't actually went out on the road for, you know, over 10 years. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really dope. Uh, I like what he's doing, you know, with Open Bar and uh, Jane Savage, formerly Jail Felony. So I just think he he's got he's got a great vision. Uh, the people like just the acts, like everybody brings something to the table that's unique. It wasn't like cookie cutter where everybody's the same kind of artist. Everybody's really in their own lane, but really good at their lane. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was really awesome, man. Like just from a from a from a fan point, you know, you know, a lot of times I like to watch shows just as a student, as a fan, and uh, it's a great show, man. It was, it was real. I gotta ask, do you, uh, do you still keep in touch with Safir? Yeah, yeah, of course. How's he doing? Um, he, he, he's, he's, he's doing the best he can. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in great spirits. You know, he's got spinal injuries. So yeah, sure. I saw Safir. It's been a while now. Um, last time I was in Oakland, I saw Safir. Um, and that was, uh, for Hyro Day. So that's some months back, about five, something like that. Um, my, our buddy who's, uh, a dope producer, he's part of a dope producer clique and that's very big in the Bay. The mechanics, our homeboy, Forax, he's always over there. You know, he goes and cuts Sophia's hair. And, um, actually, um, there's a situation for, uh, Sophia, uh, some, some, buy some business. So I had to I had to call uh I had to call Forax like yo that was fair you know what I'm saying I got the paper for him and da 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 so yeah man you know you know just just because it's not necessarily you know music you know I didn't come here to make friends um unfortunately a lot of people aren't really good friends in this business but mm-hmm. there's some people that I you know I love and I you know whether you know. They, they're rapping or not, I just genuinely want them to be okay. And Sophia is definitely one of those people. Well, that's good to hear. You, you were talking about friends, and, and I got to ask you, because once this record came out, this particular artist had a lot of people hating on him. And ironically, you're from the West, and he took shots at Pac. So Riot with, with Chino XL, a fierce collabo. <laughs> Did you have any clue that he was going to go like that at Pac and – because I don't know if you were in the studio together when you had made that, but no, we no, we were definitely in a studio. That was that was some <laughs> ripple effect shit. Because I mean, here you are, a West Coast artist, and Pac was beloved, 
and he was just fucking relentless. Governmentally engineered like Ebola for this rap garage sale. By this industry, I'm trying not to get fucked like Tupac in jail. You could hate me, but await me like a Magic Johnson's left in a box with Jordan's pops. That ass will never take another breath. Uh, you know, he, um, you know, there's all, it's all fair and, and love and war. You know, I've done some, I've, I've, I've listened back to some of the things I've said as a punchline. I was like, that could, that was kind of could be hurtful, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so we all do it as lyricists because it's kind of the shock value of saying the line that nobody's going to say. And, uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't incriminate Chino. It was a, it was a line. It was something that people speculated about but nobody really had the heart to say well yeah. um, i mean he had the heart to say you know to say it as a speculation as a, as a punchline um i was in the studio i i'm honestly i didn't know chino like that um and so i was almost you know i almost kind of pulled out like bro i can't be on this record <laughs> because, um no i mean because literally you know people didn't know that but money p and 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 Shock G and all of them, that was my family. They they showed me love mm-hmm. before a lot of LA dudes did. So I felt a lot of loyalty to, to, to sure. them. Sure. And, you, and you caught a lot of flack for that. So that's what I was I was wondering because I know yeah. you're a Pac fan. You know, you're, you're from from Carson. You're from, you know, Cali. So there's some loyalty there. And, and I just didn't know if it put you in a, in a predicament, if you will. Well, you got to remember, man, like, I'm on that song. So I know. When Machiavelli, when Machiavelli came out, you know, you got to remember, he's just a Nas, he's just Jay-Z. Yeah. He, you know, like, on, on the Machiavelli, like, everybody's getting it. Ba, 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 let's get high and ride. Oh, how we do these niggas for the knock-on crop. I'm a bad boy killer. Jay-Z got you. Looking out for Mob D. Niggas, when I find you, weak motherfuckers don't deserve to breathe. How many niggas done to die for me? Yeah, yeah. Like, they just exhibit, bro. Everybody got it. It's true. It's true. It's you true. know, got got some of that that dude that made paparazzi. If you yeah. in this for the gang, it was like, if you ain't in this for the fame, then what is your purpose? I'm service. You know, so every Chino, everybody got it. So I was just holding my breath like, oh, I'm so dead. Because <laughs> I'm exhibit's friend, and I'm on the phone with Chino. I'm done. You know, um, but I think, and, 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 and true to, at least for me, he always showed me love. Pac, um, and literally, you know, not a, not a negative, nothing. He, I literally, after Assassination came out, he called Party Records and asked for like, I believe it was like 50 tickets to my show. No and shit. I happened to be there. Wow. And, uh, the owner of the company, like, you know, and, and we gave him the 50 tickets and, you know, you know, his people came, he didn't even show up, but you know, people came and it was love, you know, I, I mean, you know, he showed, he always showed me love, and I definitely escaped, escaped the, you know, the drama by being attached to. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it could have went, it could have went another way easily. Uh, you know, it could have been, you know, I could have been guilty by association easily on that. Well, do you think that was also kind of during the time where it was more about competition and and people didn't, you know, they didn't freak out quite to the level they would today? Nah. No, I think he he was on a mission, and if he felt like he was against him, he was gonna get you. And he, I don't think I think because of the relationship I have with Safir and Money B and Clee and and Numsko from the Loonies and Yuck and Shock G, I think he knew like nah. He probably has like what's up with Raz? He's like <laughs> nah, man. Because I I'm sure I had told Money B and all of them like bro. 
for the song, man. <laughs> I ain't say nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I ain't really like the line. Not but, my fault. You know, not my fault. Not my fault. I, I actually told the outlaws, like, they came and told me, you know, out of friendly gestures. And not really the outlaws, more uh, uh, the uh, rated R and them, but Thug Life. So those were like my homies just in the streets of LA. So. Uh, you know, it was dope. Like they like, man, Pac and all the he didn't let exhibit. I'm like, man, can you tell Pac? So I was kind of put myself on the line too. We already had, we were already connected uh, through a lot of clicks on both sides of it. And I think he just knew. You know, I was a big fan and and, and, and more in awe. Like I said, anytime I saw him, it was you know I was more in awe. He he, he never gave me a you know a negative energy. He's always loved like peace and that shit. So. Mm-hmm. I can only say I never experienced those those negative uh, those vibes, and, and I I think if he thought I was trying to shoot a shot on the slide, I would have caught it too. Everybody was catching it. Everyone. I mean, Dr. J caught it. Everybody caught it. I'm like the only one that didn't catch it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you about another relationship. You did a few joints with uh, Coolio. You did hit him. Uh, you did drama off your debut. You know what's wrong? But it sound real good. You know what's drama? But it sound real good. You know what's drama? But it sound real good. You knew the game and you still ended up on your back. You know what's drama? But it sound real good. You know what's drama? But it sound real good. You know what's drama? But it sound real good. You knew the game and you still ended up on your back. I swear you and I T Y, but why? Cause when I was lacking, bitches made me wanna roll over and die. So now I lie. Bitches are like fly. They get tracked to the best shit. You gotta play Max Julian's role unless you plan on being celibate. Cause bitches want the money clipping whatever dick they comes with. It's all me and the Lex and didn't know it came from Ace. Now she's on the tip like my name was John Davis. And I'm knowing what she thinks. I'ma sweep off her feet because I bought the hoe a drink. Yeah, I'm living nice. Got a two o'clock flight to Atlanta. Tomorrow. So maybe we can kick it tonight. Right there, I knew my dick was getting wet. Cause I played into this bitch's Cinderella complex. How did that relationship come about? I mean, I know he, he's, he got down with Dub C, but I didn't know the connection between you guys. Um, so when I was younger and I had my first demo and then I went to jail, um, one of the main producers for me is a dude from uh, uh, a gang leader. His name is Wino from One I Know, mm-hmm. uh, 190th Street, East Coast Crip. So Wino always believed in me and had my demo. That's how, you know, Mike Nardone and Sway and Tech would meet me because of the production that Wino was providing for me in Battlecat. Gotcha. And so when I went to jail, Wino, you know, my, you know, like a mentor and like a big brother. And, you know, I didn't gangbang. He was the gang leader, but I didn't gangbang. He just called something to me that I didn't really even see myself. And uh, I would call, collect. That's what you would do. You know, you call, collect, and, ch- and check in with your, with, your, with your homies. And he was just like, man, and, you know, I, I linked up with, with Coolio because I had like another year to go or something. I remember him saying like, you know, I'm linked up with Coolio, like, you know, with WC in the Mad Circle and uh, I'm working on his music. I was like, oh, that's super cool. You know what I'm saying? He's like, but we ain't forgot about you when, you know, just hold your head when you get out, man. Let's get to work. And, uh, you know, uh, true to his word, man, I was probably like, I probably had like, you know, another month or something. And, you know, he's like, we got a record deal. Like, it, this was happening. You know, these things were happening. And I was like, oh, wow. And, uh, you know, true enough, like, County Line was coming out. It was already out. I probably was still in jail. And, uh, you know, I remember just, you know, Coolio saying, like, you know, 
we, like, I, I, you dope. So when you get out, man, let's get to work. And honestly, I, I got out of jail and went on a, went on Lollapalooza with Coolio and Wino. He was, he produced all those albums for Coolio, yeah. my homie Wino. And they pulled me right in, man. I, I, you know, I cherish those, those people. Um, they genuinely cared, you know, I don't think it's as much, uh, loyalty like that in this game no more. You know, a lot of people just take advantage of everybody. It's more like use and abuse, but I really have really good, you know, a couple of really good homeboys that, that wanted to see the best for me, you know, and, and, and I, that, that's why, you know, Coolio, cause Coolio would have been, I was the underground kid. Coolio would have been the equivalent of, Billie Eilish or something. He was like the most <laughs> yeah. pop thing out at the time. Not only that, Coolio, I've spoken to so many LA cats and despite all his commercial success, Coolio was like the real OG. He, he He's like the big brother to everyone. He's always looking yeah, out man. and they've got mad respect for him. And I don't get yeah, it because we only see, you know, what radio portrays, but they all love him, man. He he's always done the yeah, right man. thing by all, all all brothers and cats. Yeah, he, he definitely did, man. So you know, they, him and Wino, you know, they they've always been, you know, just good people. Wanted to see the best for me and gave me opportunities. They didn't owe me anything, especially I, you know, I was throwing, you know, I had thrown my life away, or so so I thought. And they were the lifeline. And you know, how many people can honestly say like I, I went from a, a jail cell to you know on a tour bus, you know running around with <laughs> whoever, whatever rock stars, like it was great, man. Well, that takes me to my next question. I mean, you've had a lot of, a lot of success. I mean, going to, um, you know, going after soul and ice to rest assassination. I know initially, and I'm guilty of this. Some of the people weren't fair with, with the album kind of like people are with Illmatic initially. And it was written. You know, it, it it was written was not Illmatic, but as years go by, you realize how great that album is, and I think I realized that later on about Rass Assassination is it it's aged great it aged gracefully, but it was such a a good album lyrically that initially I didn't give you the kind of credit that that you rightfully deserved, but. Having said that, it yeah, but, well, look, I know I can't be the only one who probably who thought that initially. Uh, uh, I got, I mean, trust me, I, I, I caught flag. I couldn't win for losing. I've always had that career of like, you know, I can't please everybody. And I, I, I do my best to try to make things that I think are cutting edge and using the resources I had, you know, but you, you know, you can only you can only try to give your best and if that's not good enough to people it's just not man you can't lose sleep about that so that album you had ghetto fabulous with dr dre and mac 10 i would imagine mac 10 because he was a label mate on priority but dr dre i mean that that was that was a good that was a good look man i mean that kind of really gave you radio play that you didn't really have before off the previous album which propelled you into a different you know, a different category, if you will, as far as rappers go. Oh, I mean, echelon, you sure. you definitely had commercial success on that record, which is probably why a lot mm -hmm. of people maybe had some some pushback initially. But what I was going to say, because you were talking about, you know, Coolio and, and, and having successes, that record with Dr. Dre, when you put it out, did you know that it was going to kind of do what it did? Once again, we tango for cash. Razz Cass, Dr. Dre, and Mac 10 connected. 
ghetto fabulous, baby. The best food, drink, and pussy that money can buy. Every day of my life is off the ringer. That's guaranteed. Like a fist fight on Jerry Springer. I got the hottest flow to hit the streets since lava. So holla. We all hustle for dollar dollars. Um, well, the reality is I've always made records that I like. So anything goes and marinating are those kind of records. Just, Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But we didn't have, like, we had what we had to work with. Um, and we were using SP 1200s, me and Bird, and, you know, whatever. And so we weren't, we didn't have the resources that coming in the second time. And the, the, literally the technology had changed. So everybody was really up on NPCs and, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the sound changed. and. I was able to to duplicate. Honestly, I always tell people if you really listen to Solo Lines and Rap Assassination, the same album. Literally, this is about four battle raps, two conceptual songs, three street songs, and like two fun songs because I'm dumb and I like to get drunk and t- mess with girls. <laughs> so they're the same record. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm pretty much covering the gamut of who I am. Yeah. I, that's who I am. I, the, the, no, the people that didn't buy Solo Nice because it wasn't Sonic bought Solo Nice because it was Sonic and and, and Dr. Dre was re- replaced Coolio. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and so the people, it's almost like two different people. Like some people like Solo Nice because it wasn't Sonic and it was grimy and it had that feel. And then, then we, we, we tried to master it. But then, you know, this is an era where, you know, it, it, it's it's shifting into the diamond, you know, the diamond D kind of, you know, cleaner samples is not the filters. Like everything's got to get a little more sonic and beat nuts and the drums are really crispy. It's not Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang was 93. Now it's getting into a little bit more sonic, digging in the crates, really big drums. So I, I just, I evolved with the era and gave the same things that I appreciated and then caught flack over it. And then honestly, about a year later, you know, both Dev did oh no with Nate Dog and it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like I, I was that. like, well that's pretty hypocritical, you know. I wasn't hip hop because I used Dr. Dre, but Nate Dog, but I'm a West Coast dude, you know. So th- there's always been that, like, you know, I'm too West Coast to be East Coast too lyrical to be gangster, too gangster to be lyrical, uh uh too knowledge itself to be a thug, too much of a thug to have knowledge itself can't please people, man, you know, and they, and, and I always said, you never did that to most deaf, you never even did it to Common, you didn't do it to Nas, you didn't do it to Jay-Z, That's true. I just find there's a hypocrisy about what, what, honestly, it's not no woe is me, but there's a big hypocrisy that would happen to me, Jay-Z got to do that, Biggie got to do it, everybody got to grow, and everybody kept trying to force me to be this one thing. But don't you think over time we go back to it and it's like, damn, he was on some shit because I can go back to all those old records that you did and say, what did I, why did I miss this? It, it was that good. Well, Keith Murray always said this. He said, Raj, you're about 15, and this is Keith Murray, and he would say, you're like 15, 20 years ahead of your time. So I've just unfortunately been the, you know, I'm just in a space where... I'm still waiting for people to catch up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a hard place to be in, though. Yeah, well, well, ridicule is the burden of genius. And so, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not saying I'm the smartest IQ and I'm, you know, I can fix your computer, but I don't know. I, I just think the way I talk about things and, and I kind of gave a, you know, I think I gave a, I gave a outline of 
uh, uh, self-deprecation, self-reflection, kind of street, like that would be duplicated by a lot of MCs after me. And some give me credit for that and some don't, bro. <laughs> so that's good. I mean, you know, I help. And I'm still here. I'm not dead. And, you know, the other part, you know, what you do want is people to appreciate what you make, but I can't force people to do that. And so I'm just going to continue to create because for me, it's, it's therapy anyway. And it's my first love. I love hip hop. And uh, I do it because I love it. But yeah, I want, I want, I want to have a big, you know, I want a Maybach like Nas. I do too. I think, I, I think I deserve one. Hmm. So you know, of course. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 you want those things because they're an indicator. You know, I, I'd like to at least present a, a, a hip hop award, let alone you know mention for one, because you want, you know, you want that uh, acknowledgement for your hard work. We, we all, all want accolades, that. of course. We all want that. Well, not yeah. to pile onto your misfortunes, because I do happen to think you've done some amazing things that you're being modest. But I do want to touch on before we go to the next subject, because we were talking about Dr. Dre and Ghetto Fabulous. You are a victim of two of maybe your biggest hits or at least two of you, some of your biggest hits having that beat being Used released by someone else, by someone else. <laughs> yeah. because I real, I'm realizing <laughs> as we're man, talking, obviously beat. everyone knew about the alchemist, but I'm realizing, wait a second, been there, done that is the same fucking track. Oh yeah, but but that wasn't victimization. That been there, done that is it goes into the tango beat. So I was there with Dre. Mm -hmm. I didn't know him when been there, done that came out. But when he brought me in, I picked that. I was like, I want that tango part because I would be in New York and I was watching people uh, record it off of VHS, sample it, and freestyle on it on mixtape. So that, I wasn't a victim of that. Okay, so that so, was me. Gotcha. I was ahead of the curve. I was just like, I'm not getting it off of off of recorded off of BET or Rap City or MTV Rap. I'm getting it from you, and I want a bar. I want a rhyme on it. So that was me. Gotcha. Um, the, 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 yeah, the other one, Al. You yeah, know, he's well, yeah, we know, we yeah. know how it goes. It was just, it was ironic. Like you, you worked with everybody. You work with Pharaoh. You know, I think other than like Planet Asia, I think no one's worked with as many artists as you have. Like on the West Coast, I mean, Corrupt and and Forty and Ice T and Karis One and and Bun B and Onyx, Sean P goes on and on. So I will say, out of everyone you've worked with, my personal favorite, as far as chemistry goes, goes back to you and Exhibit, and you guys have. An arsenal of hits together. Introducing the big and Raz cast. We all know and love. Yeah, let's bring it through. You know what I'm saying? I drive European cars and smoke Cuban cigars. Bring the fat to your ear like Mormon G's kilo. And from B-boys to D-boys, it's like shipping keys from overseas. Please, I move MCs like OG. The C niggas from out of town don't even fuck around. But there ain't no angle that you can strangle all things. Yeah, hang guns and girls, that's the way of the underworld. there ain't no angle that you can strangle all things. See, left coast niggas is the craziest. I dodge shotgun pellets in the felonious Los scandalous Golden State. Interesting, okay, okay. Oh, they're also like one and two they really represent la's kind of real true school hip-hop look know when I mean? you when i hear that beat off three card molly i want to i want to fucking bash a window i want to i want to break something like but yeah yeah that, that was, was the goal yeah but Head slam. but like 
you and him seem to always connect and it makes makes sense because you guys are torn together still you still have that you know um that rapport um out of all the people that you've worked with who do you feel like you've gelled with uh you know the most it's just instant chemistry no honestly every you know every experience is is new and and every person's different man like i wouldn't have wrote what i wrote if i wasn't with those people at the time in that vibe so i don't i i think the music speaks like there's a skit on rap assassination where i kick a girl out before uh uh, uh the song is uh ice age and corrupt laughing because I just really did that. And he's like, you're stupid. That wasn't like a skit. I'm really saying. So, so those things wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't, you know, it's the organicness of being around whoever you're around of, of where the creative process takes you. So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, me, me and exhibit make, you know, I think when we sit around and vibe out and he's smoking and maybe I'm having a drink and we're talking about whatever we're talking about, it's going to leak into the, the verse. <laughs> so, that you know those things it, it, that chemistry is natural but it's the same thing with everybody else to be perfectly honest i just enjoy the journey of working with with people that i respect i learn something new they bring that conversation brings a different like half most of my raps are things that i said out loud while i was talking and then i'm like oh that's how i really feel i need to put that in the verse that i write some from, from, from my POV for real. Um, and so being around other people is the best way to get those feelings out because I'm not verbalizing them. I'm usually just feeling them. So when I'm around somebody and I express exactly what I think, then I'm, it helps me like, you know, it's almost like they're my therapist to help mm-hmm. me write the write what I feel. And so, yeah, it just worked out well with everybody. But yeah, you know, exhibit would definitely be, you know, an easy person to write with. Yeah. Well, to piggyback off Jay's question, I mean, being that you and Exhibit share so much commonality in the styles and the way you guys do things, are there any tour stories or behind-the-scenes antics that maybe you want to share with our listeners that uh, come to mind? I don't have any right now. <laughs> I'm, uh, How about I'm with Dre? Square now. I, I, I have no... <laughs> I can't tell <laughs> any dirt. <laughs> you want him to get a beat again oh, yeah. from Dre? Yeah, I want to hear the... Uh... You, met, you mentioned um, Corrupt, so... I would be remiss if I didn't ask this. What happened with the horseman? Oh, man. Um, honestly, you know, it, think about it, man. You know, EPMD broke up <laughs> for a while. So it's really hard with 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 more than one. It's hard as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. It's definitely hard when you got two members. Four, it's just a lot of different personalities. So the first time we tried to do it, we got some traction. I, you know, then if you got the four people... And, and synchronicity, then you, you're still dealing with, you know, at the time we were all signed, signed artists, we have managers and labels. And then those other people come in and a lot of times they just so discord dysfunction and they create problems. And so that's kind of what happened the first time, uh, I, you know, somebody's manager, I won't name who's created, you know, created problems. Then our other homie leaked everything, but it wasn't even mixed. Mm. So that was that. Then we tried it again. Uh, and we had a great idea of what to do. And then a, another, per, you know, personality ruined that. And I just gave up after that. But overall, I love them. You know, yeah. if, you know, I still, you know, for the most part, I still do songs with all those people. You know, it's just, you know, sometimes, honestly, Slaughterhouse did it, man. You know, they showed that if you can keep it together and get, you know, get rid of the egos, 
you know, their strength in numbers, and they did that. And so, you know, I we had an idea that we didn't fully execute, and they executed it, and now Joe Button, you know, got billboards in Times Square <laughs> and don't rap because they, they used their strength in numbers to get them to the next plateau of where they were trying to go. And, you know, maybe I'll, I'll have another opportunity with some other people to do that, but I, I think the time for that is over. So I, I've said you you have a lot of collabos. Is there one in particular that stands out as your favorite? Like, for instance, I may say Ebonic Plague is my fir- favorite appearance of, of you, but if you had to pick one out of all the ones that you've done, and, you, I mean, you literally have, I'm looking now, maybe 50 to 100 different collabos, which is the one that immediately comes to mind? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this one, and then I got to bust the move because I'm under the all clock right. and just beat me over the head. But, um... Uh, this is probably gonna sound overly obvious, but I'm gonna still go with Golden Child, man. It's the over AS, K A double S, eject the airbag, wreck a nigga bubble West class. What's coming next? Let's mash. Get so high walking, I catch jet lag. If it ain't Kenny Seagan, OJ, homie, miss me. Keep my headline down to the Nike side, crispy. Spit be strictly mini me, Ben Laden's. Mixed with 16 men with life in the pen, riding gangster. Fuck, I'm in the record. Get put on the missing milk carton and double excel And it's nothing, let's double the dare Think so deep down your bitch mouth by coming to hair Guns and ones in the air, niggas with stripes Shooting kites, posted on low rider bikes Gatton ain't Russell Simmons, God bless and good night You done fucked up like crib walking by Shook Knight That's what happens when you reach for what you can't fit up either Wow, golden child, come on, come on, yo Ask the crew if I'm nice I knew, I, I didn't know, I mean, yeah, Premier knew me, and I definitely, I was acquainted with Premier because I was begging for a, a beat, um, even, you know, even before I got my record deal, because Wino and Cooley on them were all homies, and Dub C and MTA, they were all friends with Premier and Guru, so I was the young dude around that was a little spitter, and, um, you know, finally, it finally came to pass where, like, you know, because with Preem, like a year of waiting list to get a track, mm-hmm. he'd just be busy. To prove I was one of the greats, I had to body a premiere record, especially as a West Coast artist. And um, at that time, it was still at D&D. Um, Preem told me this story about Biggie and about Nas. And, you know, at the time, they were the only two that ever did a perfect verse on a on a premiere, like one take Willie. And uh, I want to take Willie. So, on my first verse. So, yeah, to to know like I was I was meant to be here. That you know I, I'm That's I, I I I can hold my head in the same esteem. You know, no matter what you know this industry tries to do to me, I know who I am. They can't take from me what I know I am. I'm one of the greatest. Well, great story. On that note, I will say thank you. That, that by the way, that, that is one of those perfect rap records. I know you had said on Quality's show that uh, New York State of Mind is your perfect rap record ironically premiere mm-hmm. and i think you got you got a few of them but that and soul nice diamond d remix to me is, is a is a flawless track that's so, a killer one you know you thank you you know you got it so look i know you, you you got some studio time you gotta you gotta take advantage of thank you so much for for giving us your time uh we'll have to have you back on the show when when you know yes when it allows it and um so I'm a plug. Soul and Ice Two is out. The book is also out. You wanna you wanna let them know the website and and how they can go about getting the book. Well, the the book is sold out. We um we did a second we did a whatever second pressing mm. sold out. So 
I don't know, maybe somebody's selling one maybe on, on eBay. line or something, but but <laughs> we're done with the books for now. Um, but the album is there. There's 8 billion people on the planet, and I know you guys have not heard it. Uh, not all 8 billion of y'all, so go check it out. Um, you know, it's a, it's, you know, there's some people that tell me it's my best work. I feel like we really, really gave 110%. And it's not over with yet, but I, I really stand behind this work. I think it's timely. And I think it'll still be timely in, in 10 years. Um, so we shall see, said the blind man, as my grandma used to say. That's a great record. <laughs> hey, I would love to hear another Apollo Brown record with you guys. I mean, that was, uh, that was another great one, too, that I think uh, can definitely stand the test of time. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to Apollo. Um, you know, we, we always say we're going to make it happen one of these days. So, we, you know, I'm... I'm, a, you know, I'm still alive, so <laughs> knock on wood. Hopefully, we, I can stay alive to make that happen too. I got some things in the works, but right now, I really want to focus on, you know, uh, just you know, basically, it's a, I, I, this is a grand reopening. Solo Nights Two just dropped today, as far as I'm concerned. And I think people, you know, supported man, and some really amazing records on that. Oh, congrats for all that, for sure. Congrats. I'll let you know when the when the episode drops, and again, when you have more time, we'll we'll get you back on for sure. Let's do it. I appreciate you guys. Thanks right, for your time. Be good. Peace, Yep. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Raz Cast. Listening to the Collabo Show on Take It Personal Radio 2020. Let's go. Begin last year. FNY, baby. We hope you enjoyed our interview with Raz Cast. Thanks for listening to Take It Personal Radio. Be sure to listen on all streaming platforms or check us out at takeitpersonalradio.com. You can also connect to our Patreon account and show the crew some love. If you want to check out all things Take It Personal, be sure to hit us up or go to our website at takeitpersonalradio.com.